0: was bitter to the core there was nothing to live for until love came my name is Harold J Perkins and at the age of 17 i was selling drugs and on my way to an early grave while sitting in my house with about 10 guys god gave me an out of body experience and i was lifted above the room i could see everything moving in slow motion after that i got up and put those guys out and i cried out to jesus christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready, we're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. On the last episode, we talked about you becoming who you were created to be, that just like an apple seed needs water and sunshine to become an apple tree, so do we. We need the sunshine of our Creator's presence and the water He provided to become who we were meant to be. Unfortunately, most think it's just about becoming a morally upright person and going to church. Wrong. This is about you becoming who you were created to be and dominating in your area of gifting. You have a unique individual purpose that only you can do. No one else has what you have. God does not make copies. You may look and act like someone else, but they don't carry what you carry. Think about this. What if we had a handful of seeds that all look the same, yet everyone is different? How will we know? which is to be an apple tree, which is to be an orange tree, and so forth. The only way to know is to plant them and give them water and sunshine. And as they grow, we will then know which seed is an apple tree and so forth. So it is with us. Many don't know who they are because they have not got the sunshine and the water that they need. So some look at a movie star seed and say, that's who I'm going to become. When the truth is, their creator put in them the ability to build a multi-billion dollar business so they can become a financial blessing to their family and the world. So this God thing is far more than what most people understand it to be. Only he knows what you were meant to be from the beginning. And as you go into his presence in prayer in praise and in worship to get the sunshine you need, you will start revealing what you are destined to become. On the last episode, I talked about the sunshine needed. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the water we need. Now, the water is the word of God. If the word of God is part of what we need to become, it cannot be just a book of do's and don't do's. It would have to be a book of principles, principles that will bring a guaranteed result. Gravity is a principle and it always works. This is how God's word is. You may have heard a religious person say, well, hey, you never know what God will do. Well, that's not true. He will do exactly what he said he will do in his word. So when you know his word and you have the courage to act on it, you are a dangerous person who will be unstoppable because God always honors his word. Listen to this verse, Matthew chapter 6, Verse 31 through 33, here's what it says Therefore, take no thought saying, What shall we eat? or What shall we drink? or Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, God said, If you will seek him first, all things you need will be added. Let me tell you how this worked for me. When I was uh, first got into this thing with the Lord, uh, He put in—I believe that He put in my heart—to become a professional baseball player. And I was doing everything I could to become a professional baseball player, and nothing was working. And so one day I was—I went to the Lord and I said, "Lord, what's going on? I've had you know good year, nothing, no scouts talking to me." And here's what He said to me: He said, "Baseball is your God." He said, you do everything for baseball. And he was right. And he brought this scripture to me. He said, if you'll seek me first, I'll add baseball to you. And I said, okay, you got a deal. So I start reading my Bible every day. I start praying every day. I had not been doing that at that time. And the following year, I played at Cal State LA. And all the scouts were coming to see everybody but me. And I was the only one to get drafted that year. And I was so confident that God would do what he said that I told my family six months before the draft that I was going to be drafted. And it happened. Why? Because God always honors his word when you believe it and you act on it. Let's go to another scripture. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 20. Here's what it says. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe his prophets so shall you prosper. Now, if you believe in God and what he said, he says you're going to be established. And then he said also, if you'll believe his prophets, meaning those that speak as directed by him, that you will prosper. Let me give you an example of how this worked, Where I acted on this word. Many years ago, I was uh, in the school of ministry. One day, uh, one of the a persons moving in uh, the word of prophecy got up and they said this, that says somebody in here today is believing God for a house. And within 75 days, you'll, you're going to find your house. And I knew that that word was for me. And I accepted that word. I said, OK, Lord, I received that as a word f- for me. So I'm you know, about to now looking for a house. And I went to, to look at some houses in Cerritos. I was actually Cerritos, California. I was actually looking to rent a house. And uh, so I started started to drive through the neighborhood, and I remember what the prophet said, and I said, you know what, I'm going to make an offer on this. There was another house on the corner, and I said, I'm going to make an offer on this house. I went ahead and made an offer to put 20% down, and uh, they accepted the offer. There was only one problem. I needed $45,000 to close escrow, and I didn't have it. So we're in escrow, and uh, the owner is ready to back out the deal because we passed the time that the money was supposed to be there but I'm still believing God and time, a little more time went on and the owner waited and, and guess what? $50,000 showed up. I needed 50. Why? Because 5,000 was going to be a tie to give to a ministry. And the other 45 was going to go in toward escrow. And that's what happened. I got the house on the 75th day because I believe what God said in his word. God always honors his word when we believe it and we act on it. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Here's what it says. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I want you to notice in this scripture, it starts with earth. It doesn't start with heaven. He said, whatever earth, whatever the man on earth binds, God's going to bind it. Whatever the man on earth loosed. God will lose it. You see, most believers don't know that they have power to change things on earth because they don't know God's word. Let me give you an example of the power and the authority that we have. You know, I was playing in Mexico, playing professional baseball in Mexico. And when I went there, I knew I went there to have a great season. So I needed to play every game. So every time it looked like it was going to rain and, and I, and sometimes it was already raining. I went outside and I took a third. I said, I command you rain to go around this ballpark that we are going to play this game today. And not one single time did it not happen. Every single time. On one occasion, uh, immediately after I prayed that prayer, I went back inside and it started raining cats and dogs. And I wasn't moved. You know, most people get moved and say, oh, well, I guess it doesn't work. Well, my prayer was that the rain goes around the ballpark. We were a pretty good ways away from the ballpark at the hotel. So uh, as far as I was concerned, was no rain coming on the ballpark because I just took authority over it. So anyway, so we go back later on. Uh, we get ready to, to go to the ballpark. And uh, normally when it rains like it had rained, they have the tarps over the field. Well, when, I, when we drove up to the ballpark, uh, they were already taking batting practice, which normally does not happen when it rains like that. Not only were they taking batting practice, but the field didn't look like one ounce of rain hit it. Now, that game turned out to be the greatest baseball game that I had in my career, and that would not have happened had I not taken authority over the rain. And we played more games than any other team in the league because I always took authority over the rain. You know, I remember I was teaching this in a Bible study, and there was a couple that, uh, you know, were from the Philippines, so they went to the Philippines. And uh, they remember what I said. I given this testimony and they said, "Lord, well, they went there for vacation and it looked like it was, well, it was raining. And they said they took authority over the rain over there and commanded it to stop. And it stopped. And you know why? Because God always honors his word. When we believe it and we have the courage to act on it, he always honors his word. Now, let's go to Isaiah. Uh, Chapter 43, verses 25 and 26. I'm giving you an opportunity to see that the Bible is much more than what most people think it is. It is principles that if I do this, God said He's going to do this, and He's never going to violate what He said. Isaiah 43, verse 25 and 26 says this I, even I, am He that blotted out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance let us plead together declare thou that thou mayest be justified do you hear what this is saying god is saying put me in remembrance of what i said is what he's saying here and then he said let us plead together so you mean i can go in and i can plead with god for something and i can declare something he's saying exactly what i what what the scripture says now let me give an example of how i utilize this on one occasion i shared in one of the previous episodes that a family member was trying to take my mother's house. And so we were in court the first day. And at the end of the first day, boy, it looked like they were gonna be successful. I mean, it looked like they were gonna take my mother's house. They were all celebrating afterwards and and everything like that. But hey, I went out and I pleaded my case. I went out that night and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, this is wrong. I said, you know this is wrong? They're trying to take my mom's house. I said, here's what I'm expecting. When I go in this courtroom tomorrow, this is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting that the judge will give us favor and that me, those that are with my mom and on her side will have favor. I'm believing that you will confuse this attorney, that he will just be confused, the attorney for for the person that was trying to take my mom's house. So we go into the court the next, next day. And here's what I see. I saw that every person that went up to testify for my mom when they left the stand, the judge said, thank you, Mr. Perkins. Thank you, Miss So-and-so. Or thank you, whoever. And he was very polite to them. I also noticed it was very clear that anytime the person that was trying to take my mom's house, anybody that went up for them to testify for them, and when they went up, the judge didn't say a word. I mean, you could have been a six-year-old sitting there and knew that we had favor with the judge. Now, remember, I prayed that... Uh, and pleaded my case that this attorney would be confused. Well, my mom at the time was 85 years old. And when the attorney for the one that was trying to take my mom's house began to, to um, question her, my mom kicked his his tail. I'm telling you, my mom, you know, and uh, she started crying in the middle. And the judge said, hey, Mr. Slaughter, do we need to take a break? He, she said, no, I'm OK. So they finished. And I watched this attorney. When he when after he finished questioning my mom, when he went back to his seat, he didn't sit down right away. He, he, it was like he, he was hovering over the chair as if he had been in a boxing match and, and and he didn't know where he was. I'm serious, it was that obvious. I saw exactly what I pleaded with the Lord to see the very next day. And you know why? Because God always, always honors his word when we believe it and we have the courage to act upon his word. Now, understanding what I've just covered thus far, why would you not take the time to learn the principles in God's word on a daily basis when you have a guaranteed result coming to you? If it doesn't work for you, you did something wrong, not God. Why? Because God cannot lie he will always do what he says. Now it might not happen right away, but you have to have the tenacity to stand strong in faith and you have to know what the what Bible faith is. You have to know what Bible faith is. Bible faith is believing you have it before you see it. And that's where most people fall down at. Listen to Mark 11:24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's what it says. Notice, you have to believe that you received it when you pray, and then you're going to have it. Now, let me give you an example of how I applied this. Uh, When I was playing professional baseball, I was playing in Vero Beach, Florida, and I was a backup second baseman, and I had been sitting on the bench for months, moping, I I, I had prayed and asked the Lord for an opportunity to play every day, and uh, so, you know, but months, nothing happened. And so one day I'm sitting and I'm reading this verse, and all of a sudden a light came on. And I read this verse many times before, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And and I got it. I jumped up and I said, Lord, I see what you're saying here. You're saying that I have to believe that I've received it when I'm praying, not when it shows up. That if I don't believe that I've received it when I'm praying, it's never gonna show up. And so I said, Okay. And I said, now I want to play every day. So right now, as I'm praying, I believe that I've received a job to play second base every day. I Thank you for it. And that was it. As far as I was concerned, it was done. So I went to the ballpark. The manager puts up the lineup for that day, and my name's not on there. But you know what? There was something different. I believe this this time. Before, I had been sitting on the bench moping and feeling all sad. But when I saw that lineup, it did not change me. I said, Lord, thank you that I'm playing every day. I came the next day. The lineup was put up there and my name wasn't on it again and nothing changed. My attitude was the same. I said, Lord, thank you that I have the job that I'm playing every day. I did this for about a week, about seven days. That lineup was put up and I wasn't on that lineup. And all of a sudden, after that seven days, the manager called me into his office and he said, hey, Harold, I got a call from front office. And they told me to send you to Lodi, California, so you could play every day. Isn't that something? Now, for months, I thought God was failing me. When the truth was, I was not applying correctly what he said in his word. And when I made the adjustment and I applied the word the way I was supposed to, it didn't take but a week. And I saw the answer when I had been on months and months and months sitting on the bench with no results. Now, let me end by saying this. If you will daily get in God's word, and daily in prayer and praise and in worship. God will not only do what he said in his word for you because your confidence would be built up. you got to have confidence in this. you got to believe that God's going to do what he said. And you don't start out with confidence right away. Just like when you form a relationship with somebody, you don't have confidence in them right away. It takes a little while of you knowing them and seeing that they're going to be honoring their word all the time before you really trust them. Well, it's the same thing with God. That's why people give up on the word right away because they think, oh, well, well, the problem is not God. The problem is you haven't built up your confidence yet. in in expecting it to come to pass. That takes time. But if you will begin to daily get in the word and daily get in prayer, God will not only do what he said for you in his life as you have confidence in him, but he will begin to minister to your heart what he created you to do. You won't have to figure out your purpose. He will begin to reveal it to you and lead and empower you to accomplish it. His plan for you is so big that only receiving the sunshine of his presence and the water of his word will give you what is necessary to accomplish it. You were created to do something so big that it can only happen with your creator working with you and he's willing and he's ready to work with you. And all it takes is you on a consistent basis, getting sunshine by getting in his presence as, and then getting his word and you, taking the water of his word. You know, our bodies, our body contains anywhere from 50 to 70% of water. Our body needs water for our cells and the things and the tissues in our body to function properly. Our physical body needs water. Well, wouldn't you think that God probably did the same thing in the spirit, that our spirit needs water, just like our body needs water? Well, the water... In the spirit is the word of God. Jesus said to this, my words are spirit and they are life. They are like the water to our spirit, what water is to our natural body. So if you wonder why you're not becoming, if you wonder why God is not having a a greater impact on your life, the likelihood is that you're not getting enough water. The likelihood is that you're not getting enough sunshine. It is a seed principle that God put in place. He will never change it. He said from the beginning that there will always be seed time and harvest time. So we have Christ on the inside of us, and, and we have the ability to grow, to become our part of the body of Christ that we're to be. We're all different members of one body, and we all have different assignments, different callings. It's not just about church. It's about you becoming you know, some may be professional athletes, some may be singers, some may be businessmen and women, some may be whatever it may be. There is, It's on the inside of you. God sent you to the earth with it. And the only way you're going to fully know or really know specifically what you are to do is that you got to get to know him and he's available for you to know. He's available for you to come and get the water and the sunshine you need to become the great person that you were meant to become from the foundation of the earth. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode.